I want to start a new series this week. Um, it's, it, it's one that kind of jumped up in my spirit uh, after our service. Was it last week? week? They're all starting to run together now. Uh, week before. And I, I, I thought how a lot of people will see the things, how God's moving. And if they've never been a part of it, it kind of can take you back a little bit. Even today, while these people yell, while these people scream, while these people lay out on the floor. I saw somebody over here just laid out. Uh, you know, why do people laugh? Why do people, you know, shake and tremble and quake? And why does all of this stuff happen? And if you've been around uh, charismatic Pentecostal churches long, long enough, we call all that the Holy Spirit. Amen. That ain't the Holy Spirit. Oh, I caught you there, didn't I? That's how we react in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's our reaction to what Holy Spirit is doing. And then I, I don't know how many times I have heard these kind of statements. That Holy Ghost stuff freaks me out. Freaks me out. I don't know about it. Uh, or uh, I'm cool with Jesus. I'm cool with Father God. But let's just cool it down on this spirit stuff. On this Holy Ghost stuff. And we need to understand how all of this is really, it's about how we respond. And I think a lot of people don't understand who the Holy Spirit is. Who the Holy, Holy Ghost is. And it's the same, same person. And so I want to start this series, and it happens to be October. It really wasn't planned this way. But we want to start a series called The Ghost. Uh, some of you will catch it when you're about the end of the month. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> I want to understand who Holy Spirit is. And understand that it's, uh, that this subject is not ever meant to freak you out. The Holy Spirit is never supposed to be scary. Well, then why do I get scared? Maybe it's because we haven't been taught. Or maybe it's because we've been taught that certain things just ought not happen in church. Just like we believe that all hymns belong in church. And that's the official church music. That's what D&I's conversation was this morning, 6 o'clock. Uh, but I want to talk about... It's called the ghost. And we're going to talk about over the next few weeks, we are going to look at Holy Spirit, who He is, what He is, what His ministry is today. But first, you have to understand that we are absolutely talking about a person. Amen. We are absolutely talking about a person. Go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 16. Hopefully we can take away the scary. Uh, John chapter 14, verse 16. He says, I pray the Father, I will pray the Father, and He will give you another counselor. That He may be with you, how long? So guess who you're never getting away from? <laughs> you're never getting away from the Holy Spirit. He says, and I will pray the Father, and He will send you another counselor, that He may be with you forever. Now that word counselor there is actually the word paraclete, or parakletos. And it means one who is called along one side, especially called to aid. Now you say, well, what does that mean? That means the Holy Spirit, that word counselor there is the word paraclete, which means if I was going to pick up something heavy, I would say, Zach. <laughs> I would say, Reese, John, <laughs> one of you other young guys, come over here and grab this. 
And when, what I could not pick up by myself, when they come alongside of me, now the, the thing that I had that was difficult, now all of a sudden becomes easy. Why? Because I brought in those who were stronger than me. To help. That's what the Holy Spirit is. So we can say, oh, this stuff freaks me out. But we have to remember, first and foremost, His job is to come along beside you to help you. Never to hinge you and definitely not to uh, uh, scare you. <laughs> then why do people act a certain way? Why did they fall out when Jesus said, I am he? Remember in the garden? They come to get Jesus. He said, who do you seek? Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I'm, I, well, actually, he didn't say I am he. It's a bad translation out of King James Version. Actually, all he said was I am. And when he said, I am, they went, fell out. But see, we see that and we think, that's scary. But why? It happened with Jesus. When we come and we allow ourselves to get into the presence of God, some people cry like a big baby. Some people fall. Some people laugh. Some people shout. Some people do strange things because that's how they're responding to Holy Spirit's presence. But for his job is that he would come along beside you to help you with the things that you need uh, help with. It goes on to say that he is one present to render various beneficial services. He's an intercessor, a counselor, an advocate, a comforter, a strengthener. This is what Holy Spirit is. This is, these are the things that he has come to you and I. Well, how do I know if I have the Holy Spirit? Go like this. Did you feel your lungs expand a little bit? Holy Spirit's living in you. He is the life of God that lives and abides on the inside of you. And he has been given to us by Jesus himself. Jesus said, and I will pray the Father that he will give you another. One translation of that says that he will give you one just like me. So that means that the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. So what are we afraid of? Well, I don't want to roll on the floor like so-and-so, and and I don't want to do it. Okay. Nobody said you had to. It's fun. (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with having fun in the presence of God. Heck, David danced till his skirt flew up. And they said, ooh, look at you. You sure made a show of yourself. He said, you haven't seen Undignified yet. But see, we have to understand about Holy Spirit. He is one who is called along our side to help, to be a counselor, to be an advocate, to be an intercessor for us. He's called to be those things to us. So I want to start tonight, today, by asking you, get, not bit, get open the Holy Spirit. Because if not, you're missing out on part of God. Go to verse 17. He said, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive for it doesn't see him. Neither does it know him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be where? In you. See what happened when Jesus died on the cross and cried it is finished the word says that there was an earthquake and that the veil inside of the temple was torn from top to bottom and inside that veil in that room was where the spirit of God was housed and when that split from top to bottom Holy Spirit came out to indwell everybody every believer Everyone that claims this great salvation of ours, he lives in you already. So there is already this part of God that's living in you, but we have been taught some weird stuff. Let me tell you something. 
He is more than tongues. <laughs> well, that's just the Holy Ghost. No, it's not. That's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Come on. Pentecostals, don't shut me down yet. That's a gift. He's more than shaking. That's a gift. That's, a re that's my response of being in his presence. Well, I don't want to respond like that. Okay. Then don't. Jump down to verse 26. You've got to remember, there's no right and wrong way to enjoy the presence of Holy Spirit. Can I say that again? There's no right and there's no wrong way. You don't have to be like everybody else. But you need to be open to him. Because he may, as Zach said, make us a little uncomfortable at times. Verse 26, he said, but the counselor, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you everything. So not only is an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, but he wants to teach you. Holy Spirit can teach you something in about a minute and a half that would take me five years to get through to your head. You say, well, I've heard this stuff all my life and all my life, and all of a sudden, boom, I get it. You know why? That's the paraclete, the one who's called alongside to help. That is him working in your life. Flip over one chapter, go to verse 26 of 15. Chapter 15, verse 26. But when the paraclete comes, the counselor, comforter, I think James, James King, King James says, but when the counselor comes, whom shall I send to you from the Father? So again, who sends it? Jesus sends Holy Spirit. And where does Holy Spirit come from? the Father. So he says, and, and when the Counselor comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, and he will bear witness of me. Go over another chapter, John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient. That word there means advantageous. It means it's better for you. Jesus said, and it's better for you that I go away. Why? For if I don't go away, the counselor will not come. The paraclete will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Folks, Jesus himself knew that it was better for him that he goes away so that the one who was called alongside to help can live in you forever. That he will abide in you. That's where he wants to be. That's where he is whether you like it or not. <laughs> uh, and everybody that, that enjoys this great salvation of ours walks a daily walk with Holy Spirit. We don't know it sometimes. And so what we're going to begin to look at is the person of the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at his personality. He has a personality. Uh, I'll tell you, what you know about Jesus, you can apply to Holy Spirit. He said, I, he is one who is just like me. What you know about Holy Spirit and Jesus, you can apply to the Father. And so what we're going to do is hopefully look at some of these things because I believe that there's so many people who don't understand the greatness that is inside them through the person of the Holy Spirit. And so people don't realize what God has actually done in their lives. Now, first thing I want you to know about Holy Spirit is He is God. Come on, this side needs to get on board here with me. He is God. He is completely equal to Jesus, the Son. You know, Jesus was not always Jesus, right? He became Jesus. He's equal to the Son. He's equal to the Father. See, we've got this idea that there's a hierarchy in heaven. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There, this, that doesn't work. 
There's not a hierarchy. It's fathers all equal. Uh, actually, I looked at, uh, not looked, but I saw one time where uh, Baxter Kruger was talking about how if you look at the way they were, would be seated, it was arranged in, be arranged in such a way where they're always looking at each other. Knowing what the other's going to do, knowing what the other's going to say, knowing what the other... See, it's their perfect union that makes a perfect God. Are you good? Come on. Listen. And if he is God, then guess what he deserves? Praise, respect, honor. We have no problem going, oh, I praise you, Father. And if you've been around long enough, you're going, oh, I praise you, Abba, Daddy, Papa. We know all the, all the buzzwords of the charismatic world. Oh, I praise you, Jesus. But how many times have you ever stopped and said, I praise you, Holy Spirit? Oh, I praise you. I praise you for this rush that I feel on the inside of me right now. I praise you that you never leave me or forsake me. I praise you that you go with me forever. I praise you that you're never trying to get out and run off and, and, and get away from me. I praise you, Holy Spirit, that you are moving in among us at all times. Oh, I pray. Oh, we need to understand that he deserves praise. He deserves all that we have. And so... He's more than just God's power. He's more than just a, a move of God. Go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. We're going to look at his deity and eternal. Can I just teach you all a little bit? His de he, he is deity and, and, and eternal existence. 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. There are three who testify in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are what? One. They operate in one. They show the aspects of God in three divine personalities. You cannot take Holy Spirit out of the equation and still have God. Man, this is not what I expect on a Sunday morning. This should be stuck on a Wednesday now. Because God's getting ready to do something in this group of people right here. And we're going to know why he's doing it. And we're going to know who's doing it in us. You cannot remove Jesus from this and still have perfect God. You cannot remove Father from this and still have perfect God. He said, so there are three. Then they are one. He said, uh, so if we would neglect the work of the Father, well, we would never do that. But we neglect the work of the Spirit. Or we say some very, I'm going to get into some stuff in a little bit, uh, some very hurtful things to him. Listen, I want to tell you a story real quick. I was preaching in a, or singing, I can't remember if I was preaching or singing in this church one time. And I got up front and I, I got ready to open my mouth. Man, I just broke down and started crying. And you know... They're all thought, well, Holy Spirit's moving on him. God's moving on him. But, and I wasn't. I was heartbroken. I was weeping because I watched. Holy Spirit gave me a vision, Emily. And I watched him walk in the back door as a child and come up and stand in front of me. And nobody took notice that he walked in the room. And I watched him turn around and walk out the other door. And I think so many times is how many times in our churches are we doing not recognizing the person of the Holy Spirit when he walks in. And so when we don't recognize that, I wonder how many times he's grieved and he cries. Well, I say not us and not here. So he, there are three that bear record in heaven. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. Hebrews 9 verse 14. Thank you, baby. He says here, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works. So what do we know about the Holy Spirit? 
He's eternal. He's in heaven. He's one with God the Father, one with God the Son. This is God we're talking about this morning. He is eternal. The Spirit of Holy Spirit has always been here. Genesis chapter 1. Let's go back to the beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. It says, The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. He was there at creation, moving over the surface of the water. This is who resides in you right now. The one who has always been, the one who will always be, the one who was there at creation, waiting for the word to do its part. Holy Spirit never moved until there was a word released. Some of you will catch that later. When you decide to release a word of God in your life, when everything seems dark and void and hopeless. But when you release a word of God in your life, you actually release the Holy Spirit to begin to come along your side to help you. Are you good? All right. He says, and the, and the earth was formless and void and darkness covered the face of the water. And the Spirit of God hovered over the water. So what do we know about him? We know he's a helper, we know he's an advocate, we know he's an intercessor, we know he's a teacher. We know that he's eternal. We know that he's been around since creation. Verse 26, same chapter. Then God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So what does he look like? He looks like us. So you said, why, why are you doing this, Pastor? Because I need you to see the person. See, there, there's a group of people who say that the Holy Spirit is like a tractor beam. He's just this invisible laser beam force of God that just moves us and kind of shoots and, and appears here and there. That's not who he is. He is a person. This is a person. This is God that lives on the inside of you. The very one who began to make creation appear when a word was spoken lives on the inside of you. You are the housing of the Holy Spirit. He willingly takes up presidents. He said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creepy thing. The word, the word let us, the word God there, you notice what it says, let us. What's that tell you? Let us make man in our image. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, after our likeness, and the word there for God is the word Elohim, which is a plural word. It's a plural word that means rulers, it means judges, it means divine ones. It's actually a plural word. We need to come to understand we are talking about a person. Holy Spirit is a person, and my goal in this series is for you to embrace Him as God living on the inside of you. The person of the Holy Spirit. Here's where we go wrong. You ready? Just keep looking straight ahead. I know it's not you. You've never done this. It, it, it amazes me how many times He's referred to as it. How offensive is that? Oh, it was good in here today. It was great. Holy Spirit was moving. It was good. It was good. How about if I, no, I'm not going to do this because I'm not stupid. Gentlemen, turn around and look at your wife and call him it. <laughs> How offensive would that be? Hey, it, won't you move for me? Hey, it, won't you provide my... Mm. 
This is an entity that has always existed. Let us make man in our image. So what does God look like? If it's our, all looks the same. Okay? If our and us, is we're, we're made in the image of God. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. 2 Corinthians 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord... Move about on all the earth to strengthen the heart that is completely toward him. You have acted foolishly in this, and from this point forward you will have wars. So what does he have? Eyes. I'm going to build God in front of you today. I'm going to show you how divinely you were created. He said, let the eyes of the Lord Move to and fro. Go to Psalm 34, verse 15. Psalm 34, verse 15. If you don't want to flip all these, they're on the version app and they're on behind me. Psalm 34, 15. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. You know why you have eyes? Because he has eyes. You were created in the image of God. And the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against the ones doing evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. So now what do we know about God? What do we know about Holy Spirit? He's eternal. He was at creation. He's one, he's called alongside to help you. He has a face, he has eyes, he has ears. Looks a lot like who looks in front of me. Looks a lot like the people I'm looking at right now. Go to Exodus 15 verse 8. And with the blast of your nostrils... The waters were gathered together. The flowing waters stood upright as a heap, and the depths of the congealed in the heart of the sea. So now what do I know about him? He's got a nose. He's got eyes. He's got a face. He's got a mouth. He's got ears. He's got a nose. Man, folks, do you realize there is a whole person living on the inside of you? There is the whole of God that's living on the inside of you. And he's ready to come alongside you to help you. Matthew chapter 4. We're just going to bump right through these. Matthew chapter 4. He said, but he answered, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds where? From the mouth of God. He has a face, he has eyes, he has ears, he has a nose, he has a mouth. What you say, Pastor, why are we talking about this? Because I don't want people in here to walk around saying, well, I don't really understand Holy Spirit. I want you to know who lives on the inside of you. You say, well, this is different than what you normally preach. I know, isn't it fun? <laughs> Psalm 33 Verse 6, but the word of the Lord, or by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all their host by the breath of his mouth. That means the stars, there's another scripture that says that stars proceed out of his nostrils. Another talks about here, out of his mouth. So what does it tell you? That he also breathes. That he breathes and he has a mouth. Exodus chapter 15 verse 6. Exodus 15 verse 6. Man. Deb, this stuff's hard. Because when you start talking about him, he starts to show up. Isn't it funny how when you talk about somebody, they always show up? Usually when we're talking about them in a bad way, they're standing right behind me, aren't they? <laughs> Exodus chapter 15, verse 6. Your right hand, O Lord, 
is glorious in power. Your right hand shatters the enemy. He has hands. If you have a right, most of us have a... (laughs) He said, your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. So he has hands. Go to Exodus 31. I told you, I want to build God. I want to show you, Scripture bears out a person, not a thing, not an it, and it's definitely not scary. Exodus 31, verse, is that what I said? Verse 18, and when he had made an end of communing with him on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses two tablets of testimony, the tablets of stone, written by what? Got to have something on the end of your hand. Written by the finger of God. Go over just a couple chapters. Exodus 33. Exodus 33, verse 20. And he said, you cannot see my face. There he tells us he's got a face again. For no man can see me and live. And the Lord said, indeed, there is a place by me. You must stand on the rock. And when my glory passes... I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand. And I will pass by, and I'll take away my hand, and you will see my... He's got back parts. That's why you got back parts. You say, well, God, why did you make me with all this? Because all this represents Him. All of this on you is a picture of Him. All of this on you. See, you are so divinely created. You were created to look exactly like God. That's why when Adam was placed on the earth, he was placed to be God on the earth. As a complete representation in full body form. And mankind hands this authority over, but Jesus... Comes back and says, you already look like me. You're already constructed like me. And when that veil was torn and the Holy Spirit came out to indwell each and every one of us, the exact creation that is a complete representation of God on this earth now stands and looks you in the mirror every morning. This is who you are. You are the image of God. He says, you can't see my face, but you see my back parts. Deuteronomy chapter 5. Do you realize how amazing you are today? Deuteronomy chapter 5, I think we're going to what, verse 15? He says, remember that you were a servant in the land of Egypt... And that the Lord your God brought you out with a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath. Well, what's your arm attached to, Zach? Your shoulders, your hands. Well, let's go to Deuteronomy 33. It's a few more chapters over. Let's just keep building. Deuteronomy 33, verse 12. Of Benjamin, he said, The beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him who shelters him all the day long, and he shall dwell between his... Everything about you looks like the Holy Spirit. Everything. You say, how do I know I look like the Holy Spirit? Because he said, let us, Elohim. And Elohim said, let us make man in our, you are. And here's the funny thing is, out of all of the creation, do you know the ones that have the innate ability without <laughs> to speak? You. How did God create? And God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. Well, if you already look like him, You're already indwelt by him. When are we going to get the right idea and start talking like him too? We're going to start speaking like Holy Spirit lives in us. 
speaking with who he is. He's got shoulders. John chapter 1. Do you all know how fun this study was? John chapter 1 verse 18. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Everybody knows what the bosom is, right? His chest. He has shoulders. He has a chest. He has arms. He has hands. He has fingers. He has ears. He has a nose. He has a mouth. He has eyes. This is Holy Spirit. Exodus 24. I told you, we're just going to go down through these. I'm going to do something very unusual today. Right? Exodus 24, verse 10. And they saw God. And they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone. And it was like the very heavens in its clarity. So what does he have? Feet. Feet. Eyes, ears, head and shoulders, knees and toes. A face, ears, eyes, nose, a mouth, hands, fingers, shoulders, chest, back parts. This is God. You say, look, wait a minute, he looks a lot like me. No, you look a lot like him. You were created to look a lot like him. Your entire physical being looks like Holy Spirit. You are the family resemblance. But what else does he have? He's not just this amorphous being. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. But the one of very same spirit works all these things, dividing several, each one individually as what? He has his own will. But it's always going to be the will that lines up with the Son and the Father. Because they work together in perfect unity. He has his own will. Did I say it right for you, Bob? <laughs> Bob likes to make fun of my Southern there. Because a will is a will. He has his own will. What do you have? you got your own will. You can choose to follow him. You can choose not to. That's the great thing about it. He made us exact. Are you with me? He made you exactly. Exactly. Like him. You are the representation. So if he has a will, what does that mean that we can do? Acts chapter 5, verse 3. Now, we can attempt this one, but we never can really do it. Acts 5, he says, And Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to deceive the Holy Spirit? So we can try to lie to him. If you know this story, it did not end well for Ananias and Sapphira. If you don't know the story, long story short, they fell over dead and dogs ate them. <laughs> he said, why has Satan filled your heart to lie? Isn't that what he does to us? We think we're going to get away with it, Zach. I think I can do what I want to do. I can lie to him. And he says here, why has Satan filled your heart to deceive the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the proceeds. Acts chapter 5. Verse 9. And Peter said to her. This is what he said to Ananias' wife. How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Now anybody know what it means to test? Here parents. Have you ever looked at your kid and said you're testing me? Don't test me. You know what that usually means? You better duck. <laughs> Don't test me. He says, why 
Have you put it on yourself and agreed together to test the Spirit of God? And I know none of us has ever done that. He said, look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they'll carry you out. Here's the sad part. I, I, I led off with this story of I watched a vision that Holy Spirit gave me of himself. And I watched him walk out of that church crying. Acts chapter 7, verse 51. Here's the thing about us now. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in your heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. He can be resisted. I don't want nothing to do with this. I don't want nothing to do with trying to get to know him. I'd rather just sit right here, keep my head down, don't do nothing. And how many times do we resist him? Holy Spirit's moving. Here's what cracks me up. People come to me all the time. Let me tell you one of the... <laughs> David, let me tell you one of the funnest things about being a pastor is when people come to you and they say, man, I wish Holy Spirit was moving in our services. You know, we, I remember way back in the day, we used to have people running and we used to have people shouting and I said, well, why aren't you doing it now? Well, you know, I know what? Holy Spirit does not possess you and take you over and make you run. Make you dance, make you flip, and make you flop. That's you. That's your reaction to him. So why aren't you reacting to him? Nobody stopped you. Let me tell you, I'll, unless you are infringing upon someone else's personal space, <laughs> and we have to put you in a little cage somewhere, <laughs> Well, I, I just want the Holy Spirit to move like that. No, you want somebody else to move. But until somebody else does it, I won't sit right here. I won't get mad about it. I won't get upset about it. And I'm going to act like the Holy Spirit ain't moving here. No, He's always moving. Watch Rachel. <laughs> he's always moving it's me that doesn't move it's me that decides no, I'm just not feeling it today you stiff necked people he's talking about me I ain't talking about you I don't know what you do you stiff neck you know what the, here let's put that in our language you ready you hard headed <laughs> Why do you always resist? Should I move on? Has that got personal enough yet? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if I should stay in that a little bit. But that's not how you're supposed to act in church. Who said? Show me, show me the rule book, please. Show me the rule book that tells me that I can't laugh. In the Holy Spirit, when the Word says that He sits in the heaven and He laughs. Where, show me the rule book says, well, you shouldn't be acting like a drunk person in church. Except that's what got, five, or, uh, that's what got about 5,000 people saved one day. When they said, oh, these guys are drunk. And Peter stood up and said, they're not drunk like you think they're drunk. Holy Spirit has fallen. This is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out of my spirit on all people. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. See, this is what was prophesied. This is what was promised. This is us reacting to the Holy Spirit.
you were created to look just like him. Are you with me? It's fun. You stiff neck. <laughs> I'm circumcised in your heart and your ears. You always resist. Here's the worst part about being, being resisted, Zach. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. That word literally means to extinguish. Oh, I was preaching in a church camp years ago. Seeing a great move of God. <laughs> they were catching it, Zach. The, power, the storm came up and the power would hit. And every time the power went out, these boys would just start yelling, Well, glory! And when they did, the, power, the lights would shoot back on. And I've watched as one little lady was sitting about as far back where Shirley is, stood up and told the kids, It's not always like this. When you leave here, it'll die down. You won't always feel this way. And I watched about half of those kids say, if this, it only lasts for this week. Me and my best friend baptized probably 30 people that week at this camp. And I remember seeing it means to extinguish. Now, we know we're not powerful enough to extinguish him, but I can extinguish him in the heart of Jody. You shouldn't act like that in church today. What was you doing? How embarrassing was you up here on your knees, falling with your face down on the ground like that? How embarrassing? Do you, you we're not supposed to be acting like churches should be. <laughs> Straighten yourself up, hardhead. Straighten yourself up. Where? Do we, see, now, this is what well, I'm really uncomfortable with. Nobody said you had to. But it doesn't mean that it's not God moving on the ones who are created to look just like him who carries a family resemblance. Do not. That's a command in case you missed it. Now, if you read on, he says how you quench the Holy Spirit is how you deal with other people. <laughs> so I need to be careful that I'm not quenching the Holy Spirit out in someone else. Well, what if they're out of line? We'll fix it. We'll take care of it. Amen? But how about you and I Use something called grace. And say, well, that's on them. So here's the other thing. you got to watch Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. Well, somebody's ready for what we're getting ready to do. <laughs> Ephesians 4, verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. This is where he says how you talk to other people. In whom you are sealed until the day of redemption. He can be made sad. You can be made sad. He can be made sad. Here's the cool one though. So he's got hands, fingers, toes, arms, shoulders, feet. If you have feet, you've got to have legs. Ears. He has a wheel. He has everything. You know why? Because you were created to look like him. And here's the thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4. In the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That word communion means fellowship. It means intimacy. Okay, you got kids. It means a very specific part of intimacy that happens between a man and a woman. That's how close he wants to be to you. You shouldn't talk like that. 
That's what that word communion means there. He wants to be so close to you. Well, he already lives in me. Okay, then let's let him move in our lives. He said, let the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. It's he that performs all the great things of God. There's three parts of the Trinity at work, hand in hand. Okay? Not separate from each other. Now, we're going to do something. Y'all, we're going to have a little fun, all right? Pull your phones out. Where's mine? Give me my phone. Here, everybody look up here first. Here, let's go this way. You looking? I can't tell. All right. What about over here? Y'all looking? I want you to take a picture of yourself. I want you to tag Harvest Christian Fellowship in it. I want to see it. We're going to call them Holy Ghost Selfies. If you don't have a phone on you, get beside somebody and get in their picture. This is just silly. No, this is reminding you that you look just like God. That you look just like the Holy Spirit. That whole... If you don't have a phone, look at these beautiful smiles. These are Holy Ghost selfies. These are when we look at ourselves, we look like Holy Spirit. Tag Harvest Christian Fellowship. I want to see these blow up our church page today. This is a Holy Ghost selfie. This is a selfie of you. Yeah, I know. Because you were created in his image. Everybody get it? I still see people taking pictures. Man. Now, if you're wanted by the police or something like that, we don't need to know it. Don't post it. <laughs> Come back to church next week. Let's get your life set up. Tag. Go on Facebook. Upload it to the church. And I want you to look at yourself in the mirror. Look at yourself in that picture. And I want you to know what does Holy Spirit look like? Looks just like you. You were created just like him. So guess what? Go change the world.